and welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Ty, Kyle, what's going on? What's up, boys? Been a little bit of a stint here. We kind of went on hiatus for a little bit, but we're back. Kyle, how you feeling? We gathered together. We gathered our thoughts. We got our bodies ready. It's week one. We finally made it. We survived the off season. We're here. I, I don't well, know. I still haven't decided if I've. I I could show you an injury, an IR fucking spot. That I don't know if I made it through the off season yet, but it's week one. We're gonna jump into it, break it down. Let's do it, boys. Yeah, yeah. It's the wire. D. Griffin. This the wire, serving up a hot take Around the league, serving gems like a hot plate Who's the flex, first pick, rounds four to eight Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cake This that fantasy, see who get the glory Who's gonna stay up in they lane talking Tory Who's gonna ride up on the train where the hype at Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that Three tutties next week, man, he's double covered Takes on a hundred, coming out the oven Tim and Ty, they the guys, know you gotta love them Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire The Wire Alright boys, so like we said in the intro Week 1 is 98% in the books As we watch the uh, Monday night game how we feeling? Anything jump at you you want to start off with, or should we just jump right into it? I had a great week one. I did. <laughs> this is the best week. This is uh, might be the might have been my most successful week of fantasy football I've ever had. <laughs> I won in leagues and I'm tanking in. I won in rebuilds. I won in all, I, I won in all but one of my eleven leagues. I was the one. You were the only person to beat me this week. I was that dude. All right, that makes me feel a little bit better, too. Good for you, buddy. 3-0 and in redraft. I beat you. Squeaked it out at squeaked, the end. Squeaked, I beat you. I, I put up 210 points. I didn't squeak nothing out. I beat you by 15. That's not squeaking. I don't know if those numbers are correct. I'd have I to look at that. I'll, I'll double check it for the pod. Go ahead. I think it was like 207 or 208 to 198, I think. 207 to 197. So 10 points isn't squeaking. Squeaking. It was a fucking last-ditch effort. Squeaking. All day you were stressed. But, week one's in the books. It's been a shit show. Um, For you. For everybody. Let's be honest. This whole week has been a shit show. Everyone, people, guys that we thought were going to be fantastic suck. Guys that yeah, sucked, every, every it was fucking fantastic. Like five, I mean, <laughs> like, the running backs were... My God. Absolutely atrocious. Can, can we talk about the... Let's just... Fuck what we were about before <laughs> You got me going. Listen, these running backs. He says, fuck the script. Off. Fuck the script. Throw the script out. We're the going whole, off the chain. It's going acapella. Pretty much half the top ten did nothing this week. I mean, I, I think every running back outside of Christian McCaffrey in the first round did nothing. I'm being a little facetious, but still. No, Najee, not really. Najee was bad. Aaron Jones was atrocious. Derrick Henry, bad. bad. Zeke, bad. Barkley, atrocious. I mean... So who are we missing? CMC and I don't even want Taylor. Yeah. Taylor had a Taylor decent right. day. Yeah, like eighteen, something like that. That's day. pretty. That rounds off pretty much the whole first round, right? Yeah, I mean, so running back was rough this week. So it was wide receiver. Wide receiver, there was some hot spots. You know, you had Tyreek Hill went off, Cooper Cup went off, Amari Cooper went off. 
I'm just naming the wideouts that went off against you. Um, sorry, that's just my. So you had one week. out of the top ten wide receivers went off this week. DeAndre Hopkins did good. He had oh, Hopkins did did, yeah. did AJ well. AJ Brown right. had fifteen. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. That is not Je- what you expected out of AJ Brown. No, but you know Justin Jefferson had okay twelve points. Yeah, five for seventy. But it's not like these guys. The running backs were bad. Yes, we're they getting, were very bad. We're getting like sixteen rushes for forty yards is not good enough. No, Buffalo is not that good off defense. I mean, that offensive line is trash. I tried to tell you, but you didn't want to listen. Volume is gonna. It's it's. How'd that volume work out for you with that trash ass it'll, offensive line? Over over the long haul, it'll be okay. Najee had some. How about that one good. catch? Where's all those catching receptions you were talking about? Listen, it's it's week one. It's week one, and this is probably one of the biggest lessons that a lot of listeners can learn. It's one week. It's one eighteenth of a season. We are five percent through the season. Don't overreact. You that take, is the key of you, this week. Don't overreact. Feel better, just so you know. It's <laughs> Listen, it's it's part therapy session. It's part victory lap. You know, it's it's all the above. Whichever category you want to fit into, we're here for it. Nah, I like watching Tim sweat. It's so much better. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty dry right now. I had a great week. <laughs> what I go? I think I went eleven and one. I went three and zero in redraft, and I went nine and one in dynasty. It was pretty good. It's not going to happen again. But it was. You're in nine dynasty leagues. Nine dynasty. Leagues. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. I got the itch to draft a lot this year. What the fuck? <laughs> that's nothing. You know, there's people that have two hundred leagues. Yeah, that's nice. How, like that's just playing the odds at you that point. That, right? At one point, one of, of them has to be good. Ten or fifteen of them that probably have. A hundred leagues, fifty leagues, seventy-five leagues. I feel like you have to have a secretary in order to set yeah, all like, the lineups. There's one person I talked to. He has two hundred and eighteen leagues, and it takes him eight hours to go through his lineups. That's what I mean. Like that's not even fun at that point. That's he, just work. Who he's waking. He, he's waking up early on Sunday mornings to go through his. Lineups. God bless him. That's like. Better and then like, how do you sit there and like, like at that many leagues, like? You can't actually put any real time in to look for trees or like. Yeah, that's the one thing. Like, I, I, I have enough where I can, I can also do different things, right? Like, I can take shots on different players and have yeah, different philosophies. It's kind, of, it's fun to build a league. Yeah, in that sense, it's fun. But like, when you're talking, I mean, I've got three, and I, I think I'm at a good amount right there. I'm comfortable with that it's not too much work. It's a perfect amount of work. I'm good with that. But fucking two hundred, dude. Two hundred eighteen. Like. You just can't physically manage that. Like, I, I can easily, I can manage what I have. That's because fine. most of them are in one app. When last year, when I was in ESPN, Yahoo, Sleeper, NFL.com, out CBS, I'm like the oh, redraft fuck. leagues yeah. are much easier to keep take care of. But now, do people have crazy amount of dynasty leagues? Yeah, the that's dynasty. You, that's all during the week. Like on Monday, I can kind of take care of this team. Tuesday, I can no, take no, care no. I'm of not this saying team. you. Yeah, you have a lot, but it's not like oh my god, that's unruly. But I'm saying like. If somebody have 200 leagues, that seems like there's no chance I could ever. I would just quit my job and do Dynasty at that point. Just put me in all kind of high money leagues and just fucking let's hope I hit it salary for the year. <laughs> like, fuck it. Yeah, but, you know, um, let's get back to it. So, week one reactions. It wasn't too bad as far as injuries are concerned, knock on wood. Yeah, please That's don't do episode. that. It was pretty good. We had a couple. Fitz is gonna, uh, Ryan Fitz, uh, Fitzmagic going to be out for about. Probably six, eight weeks if I had to guess. He's going to IR. He has to go out at least three. Yeah, he went on IR, so he went short-term IR. He's out for three weeks. Um, Heineke's taken over. That's kind of a bump for Logan Thomas, if you ask me. Um, I really do like Logan Thomas now a little bit more. 
Sure. Um, because a, a lesser quarterback who isn't who's going to be a little bit more scared to make the throws Fitz would have made is going to check down a little, right? McKissick's going to have a little bit more of a bump. He's going to be a little bit more involved in the offense, in my opinion. Um, what are your thoughts about Washington? Yeah, to me, it doesn't really change that much. It's not like Fitz is this world-beating quarterback. So, yeah, they take a slight dip in, in Heineke, but the guys that you were going to play, you're still going to play. And the rest is fodder at that point. Like, you're not going to start the Sims of the world or anything like that. It's just going to be McLaurin, Gibson, and Thomas, really. So, after that, is what it is. I mean, we've seen McLaurin be successful with nobody. And- oh, that catch. Oh, that was unreal. That was, that was unbelievable. Unreal. That was, that was very impressive. That was better than what I saw C.D. Lamb do. Yeah. Yeah. He went a much further distance to come back and find that ball. He turned while in midair. Yeah. That wasn't like, you know, he jumped at an angle and made a catch. He jumped up and then, oh, fuck, and then twisted himself like a gymnast. That was impressive. That was impressive. No arguments there. Kyle, any thoughts on uh, Washington? No, I, I mean, I think they're going to be just fine. Heineke stepped in the game. He was 11 for 15 for 122 and a touchdown. So he kind of picked up right where Fitzpatrick was leaving off. Um, of course, he got the the early experience last year playing in that playoff game against Tampa. Uh, held his own for as good as he could. I mean, he was fine there. For, I mean, and probably played one of the better games anybody gave Tampa all year. So, yeah, I, I don't, you know, does the offense take a little bit of a dip? Maybe. Um, but I, I think that you're not going to lose too much from you. You know, your studs that you start, like we were saying, with McLaurin and Gibson. For me, the biggest thing with Gibson was he actually got a full workload, and that was very encouraging to see for any kind of Gibson owners. He was really treated like the 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 one A back. Um, so it was nice to see that, and hopefully, there's more of that going forward. Yeah, no arguments there. Um, Gibson had a solid day, ninety yards. I think he caught what three balls or so. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Um, but. Holiday out of all of them. McLaurin was a little quiet, but it's week one. There'll be better days. There'll be worse this days. It's tough defense, too. The Chargers yeah. are pretty good. Uh, Jerry Judy with a pretty nasty high ankle sprain. Um, my guess, he goes to IR, misses three, probably six weeks. I'm thinking uh, that's four to six. Yeah, it's going to be around six. Yeah, but early, r- let's early remember, this is the same injury that took out Michael Thomas last year. And he just had surgery on it. So this could be a long-term deal. This could be... He has an ankle injury, and he's back in, like we're saying, six weeks. This could, the spectrum of this is very wide. The bit, I'm sorry, go on, ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I feel like you guys are a lot more optimistic than I am. Um, it's it's a dreaded high ankle sprain. This took McCaffrey out for a while last year, of course, um, like we were saying with Michael Thomas. The big thing with high ankle sprains is it takes out your explosiveness, um, and that's one of the things that Judy kind of thrives on during the, the course of the game. He was routinely getting separation from corners and making himself open, and he was having a great game, and then unfortunately had this bad injury. For me, if I'm in a redraft league, honestly, if you don't have an IR spot, cut him. Cut him. He's droppable. I I don't think even if he comes back in the six to eight week range that we're you know maybe projecting, he's not going to be the same guy for the next at least few weeks when he's coming back. So. It sucks because I love Jerry Judy. I think he's going to be a great player in this league, but I feel like the, the least majority of this year for him is pretty much done. He's not going to get the same um, outlook that he would have had coming into the year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and 
something to remember here is it's Denver. I don't anticipate them being a real contender. I don't anticipate them being a real contender for a playoff spot. Michael Thomas forced it back because it was Drew Brees' last ride. They were a Super Bowl contender, right? Jerry Judy, the team's going to err on the side of caution. This is your first. This is your second year wide receiver. You have no chance of contending for anything anything substantial. I anticipate him being out probably closer to six to eight weeks um, for that exact reason. And even if he comes back, it might be a limited role because, um, you know, Tim Patrick looked good even when Judy was in the game. Portland Sutton is starting to come back in, and KJ Hamler didn't didn't look bad. He didn't have a great fantasy day, but he didn't look bad. And it's Teddy Bridgewater. Sure. I won't argue any of that. I mean, like you said, he could come back in six weeks, and he could be fine. I get what Kyle's saying, but if if he is back in six weeks, it's probably lesser of a grade of high ankle sprain at that point, which is probably fair to say. I mean, he might be okay, but I wouldn't bank on him. Like you're saying, redraft. If you don't have an IR spot, he's very cuttable, for sure. Especially with just how long he's going to be out. That's if you want to cut him in four weeks, add him again, then? Yeah, that's it, a different yeah, conversation. Yeah. Add him back in a, in a couple weeks, but you're going to waste a roster spot for the next four weeks with, with him just sitting there, right? Uh, so, I'm I'm with both of you. I'm I'm cut Jerry Judy in my best. I actually don't have Judy in any of my eleven leagues. I don't have him anywhere either. But let's jump into the real interesting injury of the week. Raheem Mostert, the most hurt player. Yeah. Um, this is a huge domino in fantasy football. This is one that we were just waiting on when it was going to happen. I think more than we're surprised that it happened. Is that fair to say? No. You you weren't expecting most of to be hurt at some point. I this expected year? it to be a timeshare and he'd kind of hold up. I anticipate them having Sermon as a healthy scratch and him being the lead back and then immediately getting hurt. No, um, I anticipated it being like a fifty fifty split or him getting forty percent of the carries and just being a big clusterfuck because Shanahan likes to just give everybody the ball. Um, the bigger surprise to me was Sermon being. Yeah, that one, I think, surprised us all on that one. Um, I was a little disappointed in that one. I was hoping the Sherman show was going to start early, but I think we're going to get a little bit of a taste of that this week. I'm not a big believer in uh, Mr. Mitchell. I know Mr. Kyle over here is, but... He really doesn't like exciting players, like, at all. Is Elijah Mitchell really that exciting? I mean, he broke a long touchdown in this game. That makes him exciting, though? He's fast, explosive. He's, so Sermon, though, what's the he's like No, Sermon is not. He is not. He's not explosive. He, he's he's a, one of those... I like Sermon in You comp Sermon as, as a fucking mini Zeke at the beginning of the year. I'd have to double check that, but... I remember that conversation. We I had have, it in fucking New Hampshire. I have him as a... Let's say Latavius Murray, Latavius Murray type player, where he's like a downhill bruiser. I don't really have him being anything special outside of a really good offense in San Francisco. Um, Elijah Mitchell is not that good of an athlete. I'm not scared of Elijah Mitchell. There's a reason why there was no high draft capital spent on him. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, he's he's another kind of sleeper pick, and he's one of those guys that I was drafting late in rookie drafts. Um, 
you know, in, in a lot of the dynasty leagues as far as kind of just a flyer. Um, for what it's worth, he ran a four three five at his pro day. So so a four four uh four five. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a four five. Okay. <laughs> we'll call it a four four. No, it was we'll a do, four five. Let's put yeah. the difference. We're not just casually gonna give somebody a four four forty. Hey, listen, if, if he ran it, he ran it. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how much they're inflating stat, at stats at Louisiana Lafayette. I don't know, but quite a bit. They, they definitely don't have the technology to be running lasers. Listen, we're That's gonna give this guy a four three five. And he's going to get drafted in the NFL so he can get more recruits. <laughs> Listen, they didn't do it for J-Rob. That's all I'm saying. But either way, um, I think he kind of fits the role like a Mostert did. Um, so I don't, it'll be interesting to see. I definitely think Sermon will end up back in the lineup just because Shanahan's an asshole and likes just to see the world burn, I think, and just kind of puts everything into chaos. Um, so I think they'll end up having some kind of split. But... No, we'll see. That that's how they play. It'll be interesting. So Michael Heese, he's gonna get some work too. Yeah. Um, so here's my thing. That boy had one carry. He's gonna get some. And it's San Francisco, and you know he's gonna get a carry here and there. But here's my thing with this. Jeff Wilson will be back. All camp, we all the conversation was that um, Sermon was the one B to uh, most of one A. All camp long, four weeks. We saw it in preseason. Well, obviously we saw it in preseason. We saw it in. The preseason games, we saw it coming reports at a camp. Out of every beat writer, Sermon was the the guy. I'm starting to wonder if they should be fired. No, 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 hold on. I got something to go on with this. And this was kind of the conversation I had with Tim yesterday as this was going on. Is that, okay, yes. The, the report that came out yesterday was that Mitchell beat him out in Him and Hasty out in camp. And I think that has more to do with the fact that Sermon is going to play a more, much more similar role to Mostert than Mitchell. Where, and when I say that, I mean that Mitchell was going to come in and play in special teams where Sermon probably wasn't, and I think it was probably more of a roster decision, and that's why he was ahead of him, and not so much of a starting back decision. If that's the case, I want to see how much Jermichael Hasey was on special teams. I mean, Hasey was special teams guy last year. Okay, so if he's on punt and kickoff and kickoff return and kickoff, you know, then okay, yeah, sure. But if if he's not playing special teams, then he might have gotten beaten out. There's an outside chance of that, but I mean, we didn't even see see Mitchell come into the preseason until the last week. You tell me, in a week he beat out Sermon after four well, weeks I'm not of training camp. I have no idea. What no, that's what I'm saying. That. It's just when you look at it logically, is it like going that just doesn't really make any sense and this is why i say like a lot of the stuff on twitter and all that has kind of been all over the place because transitioning over to iuk in that situation there were reports out there that he needed to kind of learn to be a pro and stuff like yeah that that came out today that was a weird comment that came out right so i mean like i don't know what to take from all this to me that sounds like there was something disciplinary that happened and then just not talking about it and because there's been nonsense rumors that came out with that I'm not putting too much thought into it, but if you're saying that he needs to learn to be a pro, he was perfectly efficient last year. Tore it up last year, So yeah. that tells me that he fucked up somewhere and doing something that the team didn't like. Which kind of makes me wonder if Sermon did something like that, too. I don't know. I and mean, there was that rumor. probably missed curfew. There is well, that, that rumor that's floating around that they both missed curfew. Yeah. I, it is a rumor. There's it's no the, actual oh, anything to it. I didn't but it, see it. I'm just, no, there, there no, actually there is a rumor, a rumor going around yeah. that the two I of them no miss, idea. I didn't see it. miss curfew. That That is the rumor that's been swirling around. Twitter is a wild place, man. 
you get all kinds of rumors and stuff going on there, but that's yeah, plenty of check marks throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah, let's be honest, it's the it's the bullshit beat writers that have check marks that kind of worry and ruin Twitter for that stuff. But no, I get it. Um, as far as Ayuk, I'm a little concerned. Um, I mean, that's... as a Debo owner, I'm static as a Debo. Owner. I'm not. I'm, I'm not worried. <laughs> I own Ayuk nowhere because I wasn't a big Ayuk guy, and I'm ecstatic about it. He had 13 routes he ran last. 13 was yes. Yeah. That was the the stat that came out today. He ran 13 routes yesterday. And I saw some kind of report that um he was dealing with a hammy issue like 10 days prior or something like that. Um, so he had been missing practice. So maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe it had to do with the fact that they were up early um you know so early when they had that big lead so they felt like they didn't have to use Ayuk too much i don't know and it the only thing i can think i mean of, they kept feeding debo and that's kind of what i mean I, maybe it was it's one of those Detroit. things they didn't right and that's the thing well i'm you saying his argument push. was that they were up so much so it's oh right but if you already have a player that's hurt or dealing with a hammy issue and you're up by you know fucking 20 points this might no play him at all at that point. Right. Well, that's the thing. I don't know why they, you know, would even need to push him or anything like that. This whole game was a mess. Shanahan's a mess. I don't understand. They didn't cover minus nine. I'm all upset. <laughs> Move on. They screwed me on that one too, buddy. Yeah. I had him at seven and a half. Garbage. You, you got him at seven and a half? Yeah. You won. Yeah, you won. They had eight. Oh, then no, then it was right at eight, I think. You bastard. Oh, you just making it up as yeah. you go. No, I figured it right. I lost it. Though, either way. All right, moving on. Um. All right. So let's jump into um, the Giants game. Let's talk about Barkley. Yes. That offensive line is fucking... I feel bad for Daniel Jones. It's honestly... The the GM deserves to get fired for putting that fucking semi-pro offensive line together. That is atrocious. If Saquon Barkley is getting hit every time he's not even touching the ball yet. Fucking that... Ugh! The stat was that you he can had- add as many fucking wide receivers on that team as you want. If you have shit offensive linemen, everybody on that team's gonna fucking suck. So here was the stat that came out today on Barkley. He had point eight yards of separation before he got hit after he got the ball. That is not on Barkley though, right? No, that's not on Barkley oh, at all. Yeah. That literally means that he was getting the ball and there was someone in his face every time he got the ball. The second he hit the line of scrimmage, he has to break a tackle. Right. Yeah, before yeah. that, basically. Exactly. <laughs> And this was my big concern with the team coming into the year and a lot of the offensive players. Is I just have a feeling this this offense is going to be a bit of a dumpster fire and it all starts up front. Um, I need to ask you, as a Barkley owner, now obviously you had drafted him last year in Dynasty, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit different. You know, you're already kind of invested in him. But as a Barkley owner, what's the, the level of concern between the the status of the offense but also the ACL? and kind of the reports that were coming out as far as easing him into the workload, um, you know, not ramping up right away. It looked like he was on a little bit of a, a snap count, at least. Uh, he only had, a, was it 10 carries? Yeah. And then now you have the short week playing on Thursday against Washington. So what's what's your, where's your, your mentals at right now? Short term, I'm not extremely concerned with him. Um, the big thing with the touches was they were, they turned the ball over quite a bit. and. They didn't even throw the ball much. The time of possession game was huge. Um, Denver ran, I think, it might have been like 30 more plays than them. What was the passing differential in attempts? Uh, they were pretty close, actually, 36-37. Okay. 
But at one point, it was like Daniel Jones in like the middle of the third quarter had 12 pass attempts, and they were down like 21. Like it, it, there was a, a huge discrepancy in play calls, and you're down. You, you know, Washington, I think it's going to be a little bit of a closer game with Heineke. And then they play Atlanta, where I think, all right, we can stop not worrying about him as much. Uh, New Orleans, Dallas, I'm not too worried about those defenses. And then they play the Rams, and then it gets really light after that until they hit Tampa in week 11. Um, so two games, I am a little worried. I'm one of those belie- uh, people that I'm be- I believe in my studs. I'm going to start my studs until I can't anymore, especially week one, week two, week three. I'm starting my studs, and then I'll get cute and bite. Yeah, I feel like you kind of have to, especially like in redraft leagues, for example. Um, you drafted Barkley either in the first or second round, so you kind of are at a point where you have to start him. The odds are the the player that you would start ahead of him is not, well, clearly isn't as talented, but probably isn't in a better situation where you know Barkley can't do either the same, if not more, on you know any given week than whatever your replacement would be. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and as far as that offense, you know, Shepard had a touchdown. Galladay started getting get, getting going in the second half. He had two decent looking uh red, red zone, zone targets, targets that that were right there. One got tipped, one just out of reach. So there's some interesting uh, hope there for him. Um Shepard looked good. I'm not I wasn't expecting huge things out of them, but they think they'll be be okay. Fantasy purposes. Slayton looked good early. Um, yeah, that's really all I have on the Giants. I mean, th- They're all lined up. Very team. unexciting. I, I honestly felt bad watching that game. Um, the Packers New Orleans game. I, I wish wow. I could have watched more of this game because I would love to know what the hell happened. Yeah, for those who don't know, we were watching Red Zone together. Um, because only one of us is going to pay for it this year. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. Um. And it was pretty much every time they, they went to that game, it was something that New Orleans was doing to score. And New Orleans is at the three-yard line, like, every time they switch over to the game. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't really get to see what happened in the game. Freaking um, Aaron Rodgers gets benched. Jones has, He like, threw two picks in, f- in three attempts. Yeah. I think he had, what, three interceptions all last year? Yeah. It was yeah, it was just, from one of what I saw and what I could see from highlights, and all, it's just atrocious football. Absolutely atrocious. They basically didn't show up. No. Yeah, it was some of the worst football I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. The Rams' offense going to be special this year. That was fun to watch. That was fun to watch. I know you didn't get to watch. I didn't the get game to watch any of it because homework. But Matt Stafford was a fucking laser beam last night. It's amazing to watch, kind of McVay's offense with actually a quarterback with the competent quarterback and be able to open up the offense and have these downfield plays to really open everything up you could tell that's what McVay really wanted to do with that offense and it finally just got to show itself out on the field I don't like them trying to get Stafford in space on the run that was a little odd to me um it seemed to have worked a little bit yeah they were doing a lot of bootlegs and getting them outside of the tackle box it was a little weird but they were rolling him out yeah Ooh, quite a bit in the first half I like that why because it eliminates the you. It's like well, freaking when we were in high school, you run, run waggles. Yeah, well, Todd. No, but listen to me. <laughs> it eliminates. It just becomes a levels thing. So now you, there's got to be someone open. You can't 
unless the entire that, defense that floods entire with you. That entire offense is built off of levels. Right. They run levels pretty much every play. Right. And so those it, who don't know what levels is, you have a guy at five, you have a guy at ten, and you have a guy at twenty. And sometimes the guy who's covering has to choose one. It takes any of the thought of it. It's just find whoever's not covered. It makes it very easy. Yeah. 20 for 26. 321 yards. Three touchdowns. And he ran the ball five times. And we also found out that he eats breakfast with Cooper Cup. And the targets show it. The targets show it. I wish this report came out before all these drafts happened because I would have been taking Cup before. As there's highlights on TV of, of Cup just catching Cup just catching passes. bombs, um, the TV knew. Um, but yeah, that I wish these reports came out because that would have bumped Cup up in my pre-draft rankings over Woods. But <clears throat> again, it's only <clears throat> it's only week one. <clears throat> it could be one of these offenses where okay, it's Cup gets a week, Woods gets a week, maybe I have Jefferson a feeling. gets a week. I have a feeling it's going to be more of that than Higby. Mm-hmm. Higby, 5 for 68 on 6 targets. Respectable. Cup, Cup, 10 targets, 7 catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Woods, 3 catches, 27 yards. And a touchdown. touchdown. That's important. It was. (laughs) It did save his day. Um, Ben Jefferson, he had a big touchdown. Yeah, I'm not chasing that. No, same thing with uh, Deshaun Jackson. They're going to kind of switch out that wide receiver 3 role. Higby is going to be their third target. 100%. He, it works in that offense. I love it. That's why I had him as a top, what, six tight end, seven tight end this year? Uh, Kyle, you did go. as well, right? You were with me? Yeah. I'd have yeah. to go look at the numbers. I don't remember where you had him. Listen, Matt Stafford opens up that offense way more than it's ever been opened up before. So do you want a piece of this offense? Daryl Henderson did very well. 16 for 70 and a touchdown. He had a catch for another catch for 17 yards, so he got the bulk. Yeah, but out of those 70 yards and a touchdown, all of them came on one useless drive at the end of the game. Prior to that, he had like 22 yards going into the fourth quarter. On like, I think it was like nine rushes for like 22 yards. It's also against Chicago's defense, so I mean, I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack. I think the big thing... The big takeaway was he got the bulk of the carries. All of the carries. Right. He got pretty much all of the carries. Matt Stafford had five. And then that was it. So did Michelle had one. The, the I think it's too thing, early for that still, too. Yeah, it is. Um, the weird thing is in Chicago, they want that Fields is on the field like every three or four plays. To me, that's stupid. Like Dalton didn't look bad. He didn't have good fantasy numbers. But my problem with that is, is if bad. you're gonna put Fields on the field, Fields on the field. <laughs> yeah. You know it's gonna year. cause problems. It is. It's gonna and it's gonna cause so, an issue for Dalton. Right. So at this point, if you're gonna do that, just go to Fields. It's just not. It's not because Dalton really, you know, twenty-seven of thirty-eight for two hundred and six yards against the be- arguably the second best defense in the league. Right. He had one interception, but it was a tip, a tip ball from his from his receiver. It wasn't a bad throw. Sack three times, but you're playing with Aaron Darnold. Matt, I don't disagree with Ramsey, who might be the best tackling defensive back I've ever seen in my life. I saw a clip today of him going through a dude making a tackle. I was just like, oh, yeah, that, you drool over that as a corner. I'm like, oh, that is so pretty. But Fields didn't. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Dalton did not look bad. No, but the problem is. The new shiny be, toy thing. Yeah, the, the problem is going to be that you already have fans that are clamoring for Fields to take over. Granted, that Chicago didn't expect. Fields to fall to them when at the draft they had already had signed Andy Dalton, but 
it happened. And now you're dealing with all this stuff with the booze and whatnot in preseason. But you make it even worse when you have fields take the field every few plays. So you're reminding fans all the time what's right there. And I'm not the biggest Matt Nagy fan anyway. I feel like he tries to be a, a, a knockoff Andy Reid and doesn't do a good job of it. But you're you're not helping your situation when you're getting it's kind of like the old thing of you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Yeah. That's, that's kind of that that's old That's exactly what's happening. Right. So I think it's a matter of time before Fields eventually takes over. Um, it's just a, a waiting out process to that point. David Montgomery looked amazing. He did look great. He might have popped on screen more than any running back I saw this week. He had a lot of juice, and that's, I think, the Making biggest people, thing. The yeah. first guy that hit him, he, they missed almost every time. 16 rushes, 108 yards, and a touchdown. He had 18.8 fantasy points. With um, Damian Williams had six rushes for 12 yards. He could barely get out of his own way. Which I think we expect. But th- there was some, some in-the-back-of-your-mind situational stuff with that. Like, you know, does he come in and, and take a lot of the workload? I think Monty just said, no, this is my backfield. And we still don't even know what's going on with Cohen. So, Monty, all, all gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. That's where we're at, huh? All aboard the hype. All aboard the hype. All right. I'll buy it. Um, going to another game. Yeah. The New England-Miami game. Uh. Stay away from everybody on New England. Except for Damian Harris. Um, I disagree. Henry, I, don't even, I didn't even... I saw him on the field. I Hunter Henry, was, I'm staying away from... John was interesting. He was okay. Myers was fine. Yeah. And so was Aguilar. Well, I have no problems with either one of them. Are you, but they're not somebody you're starting. They're not. No, nobody here other than other than Harris is going to be fantasy startable unless you're in like a sixteen. I don't know. They they let they Maybe let Max just, throw quite a bit. They did, but I just threw what thirty nine times. If he's going to start throwing thirty. Upward of 30 passes a game, we will have some receivers that are viable. It may not be pretty, but they will be flex options. James White. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say for context, Nelson Aguilar finished as wide receiver 20 on the week. Of, of course, this is before the Ravens and he and had Raiders what? Came in. Seven targets for five catches for 70 yards and a touchdown, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I mean, take that all day long. Yeah. I, I think he's a, a low end flex play. At least right now. Yeah, but um, does it happen every week? That's my thing. That's always been my thing with doing it. Outside I mean, of, somebody's going to catch touchdowns there. Yes, but it's going to be somebody different every week. That's my concern. To and I, that's what I'm saying. Week. I think it'll be. I think Myers is going to be the guy that moves the chains. He had nine targets this week. Nine. He caught six for I think. Forty-four. Okay. So he's going to be the the chain moving guy. And he'll give you solid, probably ten to fifteen a week. And Aguilar is going to have going to be the guy that has the upside. Yeah, it's it's still early in the season, so we haven't hit any kind of bye weeks yet. Could I see Aguilar being a bye week villain? Maybe. I think um, they're both going to be respectable, probably wide receiver three flex options. Yeah, you know, especially as injuries and stuff come up. Now we have Judy that went down. You know, maybe if you were putting Judy in your flex, maybe you go to an Aguilar in that kind of situation. I could see spots where he would, you know, you give either a New England receiver a start. Um, just wait and see and see how well, I'm know, not saying who Mac we, next week I'm putting any of them in my lineup. Yeah, but Aguilar down- has a floor of zero. That's my issue. That's always been my issue with any New England player. 
is the floor is zero next week. He could just have two targets, no catches. Right? That's very and possible. And all of a sudden, Kendrick Bourne has eight targets. Or, or, or Hunter Henry all of a sudden becomes involved. It's, it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions. And in my opinion, stay away from the Patriots. Outside of Damian Harris. As long as Mac throws to the open guy, that's all I care about. <laughs> we had another guy that did that too. Kind of liked him. Kind of liked him. I don't know that that sort of white looked looked uh looked a little other Bro- guy esque. We yeah. won't say the Bro- name. Some memories, right? Yeah. That's that was- feeling to James White as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was <laughs> um, ah. now. So let's hop into Miami. Let's get through everybody today. Um, Miami two looked good. I like I like what I saw from Tua. Tua looked pretty good. Waddle looked great. I was impressed with Waddle. Waddle, Waddle pop. Waddle did pop. Um, Parker Gaskin looked fine. Average. I was I was actually unimpressed with Gaskin. I you know what the, they didn't give Gaskins the touches that I it was expecting them to. They really did let it become a full three man committee because I'm I'm Ahmad. Forget how to tell you say Ahmed. his name. He, he had, had what, three rushes for four yards. Right, but he had a bunch of passing work. Targets, uh, two catches, twenty-four yards. Gaskin had five catches, twenty-seven yards. But how many targets did him get? Because I'm pretty sure he had a lot. Gaskin had five. Ahmed had three. Okay, so it wasn't as much as I thought it was. It was more Parker. Parker had seven, uh, seven four eighty-one. The big one that that kind of jumped off the part off the page for me is Gasicki had no catches. I think that's because the New England linebackers are very good cover linebackers. I think so too. And also, the, there's a couple good cover seats. I, I had that feeling to it. I'm not totally... Everyone on Twitter's super overreacting. Go Gasicki. droppable. I'm like, whoa, hold on. But let's slow down here. For one, it's game one. The one thing to note is that... Well, I forget his name now. Schwarm, Switch, something... The other tight end there. Shaheen. Shaheen, there you go. He had seven targets, five catches, I think, for 50 yards. I'm sorry, who? The other tight end there. Smith had two targets, one catch, nine No, yards. there was another tight end there that had a very decent day. No, he didn't. It was Parker. Parker yeah, it was Parker. Was... Parker had four catches, 81 yards on seven targets. The thing was that the only two tight ends that got targeted was Smythe and Gasicki. Both had two targets. Smythe just had one nine-yard catch. Yeah, the thing that kind okay. of gives me pause, I think, is you're going to have Will Fuller coming back from suspension next week. Truthfully, so... I think that eats, a, eats that waddle more than anybody. And it might. I don't know. The, the problem is, and I'm... It adds is, to the offense. It adds to the offense, yeah. but I also have to see it before I can really project it. Because, to your point, um, I think New England plays tight ends very well. Obviously, there's a bunch of good safeties there that are set up to play tight ends and, and running backs out of the backfield. But Tua was very um, hyper-targeting the, the tight end last year in, in Gusecki. So... That was a little bit of a switch up for me. I think there was really put an emphasis in the offseason this year to open up the offense and get these deep threats, get a Wolf Fuller, get Jalen Waddle. So I want to see it play out on the field first before I really commit to starting Kasiki. If if he's your only option in a redraft league, then you're starting him just because it's a wasteland when it comes to tight end as it has been the last few years. But Temper your expectations for now. He definitely burned me this week, that's for sure. I'm happy for it. You were playing against me. No, I'm not even talking about that league. I'm talking about oh. my, my big money league that's strictly uh, points. Yeah. Um, so, let's jump into another one. Eckler, no targets. I think this is more to do with his hamstring than anything. I think so, too. Hamstring, and I think just kind of how the game went. 
because he did run quite a bit of few quite a bit of routes, but he just wasn't targeted. Um, so I think his workload was a little limited because of the, the hamstring, and I think they shied away from him. But he was involved. He was on the field. It was him and the big surprise. It wasn't Justin Jackson. It was Roundtree that was his backup. Um, that was kind of exciting. But outside that, I, I think it was more that they were just kind of a little nervous, keeping it a little load off of him. The exciting thing was that he did get the goal line carry. That was nice to see. But outside that, I'm not that worried about Echo yet. Yeah, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were kind of the two stars of Herbie. His pass catching weapons. Jared fucking Cook. Jared Cook got nice some work. fucking day. Jared Cook out of nowhere. A little bit lesser of a day than Tyler Higby. Um, no, it was solid though. <laughs> Five catches, fifty six yards. That's <laughs> in there. Oh my god. I think so. I'm gonna be going, sick. <laughs> going back to, I'm gonna get a Tyler Higby jersey. Um, I'm going back to Eckler. Um, I think it really has to do with the almost called them the Redskins, the Washington Football Team defense. They have such speed from their linebackers and DNs. Holcomb, Sweat, Young. These guys are running, you know, four or five forties at 265. I think it wasn't a good matchup. He wasn't a matchup. He wasn't faster than the linebackers in Washington. He was it, and also the guys on the outside were eating. So I just I'm not concerned with it, but it's something to monitor going forward. Yeah, to be fair, he did start the season last year like this, too. Yeah, and, it, you know, like we said, it's something with the, the hamstring to, to monitor. They do get Dallas next week, so it'll be interesting, again, to kind of see how... 40 that, points. Yeah, th- that's the thing. He could blow up. Um, You paid Austin Eckler good money. You know what his skill set is. Herbert targeted him a bunch last year when he played, so I don't see this lasting for very long. Should be interesting, though. I'm not mad about it. Julio Jones. Concerned or not concerned? Not even remotely concerned. Tyler. No, not at all. AJ I, Brown. Concerned? Not even remotely concerned. I slightly am. Really? On, Why? On, on AJ Brown. Because last year, he was the clear alpha. Oh, in that sense, yeah, so, I am more concerned with that. I thought you were more talking it, about how bad this game was. Dynasty? Not concerned with AJ Brown. Redraft? Did I, over, did I overdraft him? Probably. He wasn't even a t- uh, wide receiver one last year. And I then you add I another drafted, alpha to him. I think I drafted him in the middle of the third round. Um, As my wide receiver two. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I'll tell you what. Amari Cooper, a round and a half later, much better value. Love to see it. It's, again, it's early. I don't, do we see Cooper going for 140 yards every week? No. Yeah. No. Let's be real. 2,000 yard receiver. Oh my god. Book it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm obviously kidding. For those who don't know, um, as far as Tennessee, I'm not concerned yet. It's. I mean, we could see a change of philosophy with the new coach. Do I think that it's going to be that drastic? Probably not. I I'm. I think everybody would be just fine. I think they just ran into a buzzsaw. Like we said at the beginning a couple weeks ago, I think Arizona's going to be phenomenal this year. And coming out looking like this, I think it's we're right on that pace. So Yeah, I don't think anybody expected Chandler Jones to get five sacks and make the offensive line. No, pitch. absolutely not. No one ever could have saw that. Yeah, and to be honest, I completely forgot. And this is my fault. I completely forgot about the J.J. Watt signing. That's huge. Yeah. Because that gives you another edge player that you can take away double teams and just 
get work. You get one-on-one matchups, and now your defense is instantly better. And I think that was that was really what the tale, the tale of the game was. Tannehill just didn't have time to throw, and they're gonna have to figure out that offensive line and you know figure out something whether they keep another tight end to block or whatever the case is. Maybe they don't you know they have a an easier time the next game, but that was really what I think stalled the offense. They're gonna have some stuff to figure out, but I'm not overly concerned uh, this year. Arizona is legit. The Cardinals are legit. They are. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Legit. Offense and defense. You know what's interesting? That's the best division of football. There might be a case that Kyler finishes as QB1 this year. It's not really that crazy. That, I was going to say, that's not a hot take. No, I, I did say it was a hot take. I said it might be interesting. Oh. No, that's definitely within the realm of possibility. He, he almost finished the as QB1 last year. The way yeah. he's throwing the ball right now and add that rushing floor... I'm very intrigued in his to goal see line work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm very intrigued to see how that finishes. No, he absolutely very has, intrigued. Yeah, he has league winning upside without a doubt. Um he's a better version of if you take like Lamar's running and either Mahomes passing or Lamar's passing, kind of put them together, you kind of get that. The the big thing is if he can stay healthy. Whoa. Um I wouldn't go with Mahomes passing just yet. I'm saying in terms it's of like the, off the offense, the way the offense flows, how much they pass the ball, the playmakers that he now has, you have a lot of room for upside there and a lot of big boom game potential with that. I do love the college offense that Cliff Kingsbury put in his offense, though. I do. Edmonds is going to be interesting. Connor's going to be good. Wide that backfield is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare, but football-wise, good. Fantasy-wise, love it. Um, they got equal touches, or at least dead they, they equal split. touches. Yeah. So uh, to me, Edmonds gets a little bit of a boost in PPR leagues because he got the passing work. But Connor will have the upside with the touchdowns. Right. So that's the thing. He, oh. lo- he looks like Derek at Alabama on the side of Kyler Murray. <laughs> Let's be honest here. You're not wrong. <laughs> when I I, I turn that game on, and I'm like, holy shit, James Connor looks massive. And I'm like, wait, I'm comparing him to Kyler Murray. <laughs> Never mind. And Rondell Moore, I think, was there too. So he looked like a giant amongst midgets. Um, Najee Harris. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, no I was no. going to say, speaking of Rondell, four for, four for 68. Not bad. The wide receiver four on that offense? Not bad. Not bad. Because uh, Kirk had two tu- two big touchdowns. Yeah, that won't. That was, yeah. a, one, that was a one week thing. That was a one week thing five times this week, last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's where we're at, huh? Rondell wasn't there. It's okay. <laughs> it, it was AJ Green. Um, Najee Harris. Jeez, I didn't think I could. I didn't think in the first half of that game he was gonna cross last year. It was tough sledding for sure. Um, it was, he was running uphill. Tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. All right, that temper, line is temper atrocious. Down. Temper down. That line is right up there with. Listen, here's the most important part. Najee Harris. I don't remember the exact snap count. It was in the fifties somewhere. Oh, he dominated the snap How many count. snaps did Benny Snell get? Oh, he absolutely dominated. Not a one. <laughs> He's absolutely getting the dominated. Work. He's getting the rushing work. He's getting I mean, the goal line work. He had one catch, so. Yeah, but he had three targets. He was the only targets in the backfield. We could have this same argument about Barkley. How do you feel about Barkley right now? We, I just said what I said. I know. I feel roughly the same about Najee. I don't not like any either one of them <laughs> for the exact I'm, same reason. I like Najee better. Um. Just based off of not coming off an ACL tear and a more competent offense, franchise, yeah. franchise. 
No, I, I can agree with that. No, I think that while, yes, there's obviously offensive line concerns, but I trust Pittsburgh and that offense to, to figure some stuff out. And Najee's still he's a rookie, so he definitely made some rookie mistakes. You know, we're trying to do too much with the ball in his hands uh, yesterday. It was a tough game, but I think over the long haul, he'll be just. Devin Singletary. I'm excited. Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. This is what we were hoping for him last year. And they just had to muddle the backfield up. We saw Singletary be very productive his rookie year. At the, very, at the back end of the He wasn't season. bad last year. No. He just wasn't getting enough volume where he could be, be good. So if he's going to get all the touches, yeah, he may lose some goal line work because Mr. Josh Allen. But I'm okay with him getting in between the 20s if it's all him. If he averages 15 to 20 touches a game, sign me up. He'll be... I, don't, I don't know if he'll be able to get 20 and sustain the season. Uh, I, I expect Moss to be on the field again next year, um, next week. Um, you say that, but uh, he was a healthy scratch for Breida. Breida is also the punt return. But he's, also, he's a special teams. But mm-hmm. um, my thing with uh, Singletary is... It's gonna slightly turn back into that timeshare. I hope it doesn't because I do like Devin Singletary. Um, I think he is much better than Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss is extremely overrated, um, especially in the dynasty community. Um, but yeah, Singletary. But let's keep Moss Moss on the bench. I'm perfectly okay with Moss on on a healthy scratch. Yeah, it becomes a little bit more interesting. Uh, again, I. I tend to temper expectations because that offense is very pass-happy. Again, Josh Allen threw the ball 50 times. They're um, also not going to play Pittsburgh every week. No, I don't disagree with that, but there were plenty of games last year where, again, Josh Allen had a bunch of a bunch of attempts just because that's the offense. Um, now It's a little bit encouraging to not have that backfield split a little bit, mm-hmm. so maybe you can routinely expect around 10 points for, uh, for Devin Singletary. We'll I mean, we were getting that last year. He's a perfectly fine RB3. Huh. Flex play, fill in your bench, fill in your, fill in your bye weeks, injuries, you just slot him in there, you get 8 to 15. I'm okay with him. He's not, listen, he's not a top 10 back. I'm not saying he's ever going to be, but I like his fantasy appeal. I like him being an RB3. I'm with you, my friend. I'm with you. Um, Atlanta, they suck. That was one. That's a... I'm, I feel great about it looking at my bet. So <laughs> I feel bad for Matt Ryan. I mean, he was just getting thrown around like a rag doll. Cordero Patterson outproduced Mike Davis in, in, in rushing efficiency yards. On a lot less touches. On a lot less touches. Um, and then Gallman was another healthy scratch. Um, switching sides of that game, Jalen Hurts. Prove me wrong. Holy shit. He Wait a minute. Up. But it You're was recording, Atlanta. right? We are recording. We are live to take. It okay. was Atlanta. But wow, he looked good. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting all this out of Hurts. I don't think anybody was. I did. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say. I, I don't did. think anybody was because a lot of people thought this was going to happen. So I take that back. This was a phenomenal game out of him. He rushed the ball well. He threw the ball well. He did everything well. The one thing I do have to say is it didn't seem like he was really throwing the ball down the field, though. And it was Atlanta. And it was Atlanta. 
that we all know is Swiss cheese. So I still want to say temper your expectations on him. I think it's too early to crown him as as king yet. But it's promising. It is promising. Devontae Smith looks so good. He looks so good. Oh, he's going to be so good. I love him. I bought him in every league possible. Redraft Dynasty. Fire him up. Yeah, well, I don't want to hear about it. I already yeah. tried that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I'm over it at this point. They spent the high draft capital on him. Um, so he's going to get the opportunity to play, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, Smith looked good. Slim Reaper. Slim Reaper. I'm all for it. No, um, next week they play the Niners, so that'll be a good test for, for Jalen in the offense. Um, yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Miles Sanders had a pretty good game. Um, Sanders looked good. Got a touchdown. Sanders looked really good. Yeah. Go to game mode. I like it. Just, I, don't, I don't know. No, I'm not yeah. knocking Sanders. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just adding to what you're saying. Yeah. But again, it's Atlanta. Everybody fucking <laughs> looks good against Atlanta. Zach Ertz got hurt, so that I feel... Oh, did he? I missed that. He had a hammy. He got a hammy. So, uh, wheels up for Dallas Goddard, finally. Even though he already had a touchdown, but finally he can get some work all to himself. Um, Yeah, like I said, it's it's one week, so yeah, we'll we'll see how they do against San Francisco. Atlanta has some stuff to figure out, for sure. They gotta figure that out. I mean, Kyle Pitts got eight targets, which was good. Calvin Ridley only got eight targets, which the first drive looked amazing like he was targeted on like four or five straight plays and then it just died i don't know what the hell happened but they got to figure some stuff out so with the third pick in the nfl draft atlanta selects another wide receiver hopefully a tackle yeah like was Pitts really needed no No. that was the last thing that they needed. they just spent money on her like this was the knock on them coming in like they already had hearst they could have kept Julio. They had Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan's getting older. Yeah. You didn't need Pitts. No, and, you're, you're, you, and you know what's going to hurt from it? Pitts. Pitts is going to hurt from it. Mm-hmm. Because Matt Ryan's not going to have any time to throw. And they're going to be getting their ass kicked in every game. My bet's looking great starting the year off. Yeah, well, let's check back in in a couple weeks. <laughs> Listen, he's painting a very grim picture for someone who was on the opposite side. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you want to come on this side? This, no, this will be just fine. He's going to be just fine. Um, But, yeah. Atlanta's a sh- fucking shit show. Atlanta is a shit show. I could not agree more. <laughs> so, we got one game left. So, as everybody knows from last year, we typically record during the Monday night game. Uh, currently, it's fourteen ten. Uh, uh, the Ravens are beating the Las Vegas Darren Wallers. Yeah. Um, the Walruses. This game is also a shit show. This is this is ugly. Lamar is looking like a little kid is controlling his controller. There's not a single person on this on the on this field right now that has more than fifty yards receiving, except for Marquise Brown, who is fifty two. Oh, so we, okay, two. It's more than fifty and a touchdown. Um. An, Incoming another 20-point week, but I'm pretty sure Darren Wall is going to get 25 targets in this game. He might be close. He's just, like, I honestly feel like I'm watching Madden with the play call and the way Lamar is just dropping back and immediately looking to run. This this doesn't look good. I just want to say Tyson broke a touchdown. And he has 64 yards that touchdown. Two catches for 23 yards. Not bad. Not bad for somebody who wasn't going to do anything for them. But 
Yeah. Fire I, him up. Start him next week in all your leagues. I just might. Who are they playing next week? Doesn't matter. He's this good. We'll see. No, he's so good. Start him. Start him two weeks against Pittsburgh. Oh, they're playing Kansas City. Start him two weeks against Cleveland. Start him against Kansas City. Start him against might. the Rams in New England. Go ahead. I just might. We'll see. He's he's so good. Again, we don't know what's going to happen the rest of this game, but I don't believe in Tyson season. I'm not spending number one I wouldn't either, just for the fact that they brought in so many different backs. This tells me it could just be a depth ad, but tells me I don't know how much faith they really have in him. If they really thought he was the guy, would you bring in three other guys? Three, almost. Uh, three all, uh, former All-Pros. Well, two. Granted, they're all, two. I, I, granted I they're all washed, but... So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Who did you... You had two running backs to your depth chart before they all got signed. And they were no, basically they had, dropping they, off by the day. No, they had Cannon. So you had Cannon and Tyson. And Gus Edwards. Who got hurt. And then they immediately signed two running backs that same day. Right, because you have two running signed, backs in your depth chart. And then they signed a So they signed three guys. Within so three days, I think it was. Within three days. That doesn't show an extreme vote of confidence. And they were basically losing a running back a day. Pretty much. Okay. So... The important thing to note was Le'Veon got signed to the practice squad. Um, I believe Freeman was signed yeah, to the Freeman, practice squad. And then Murray's and Murray on the was signed to roster. the active roster. So if anybody's going to have a shot, it's going to be probably Murray. Um, I do the one I believe in. I do eventually think they'll end up having a bit of a timeshare. Um, I don't think it'll be entirely one back's backfield or the other. It's, again, kind of similar to what San Fran does. They like to mix in some backs. Um, but yeah, I, I I tend to go with the guy that has a little bit more juice, but you never know. That's not a juice backfield, though. I I like a guy that can actually break a long run, you know, when he's when he's given the chance, and I think that's kind of the biggest thing for me. That that's what indicates more upside. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it as far into an episode. Uh, I I I still believe in Davis Murray. We've had. Probably four or five hours of arguing text message about this topic. Um, it's so fun. It's one that I'm not involved in. I want no part of that conversation. I'm done with that backfield. Yeah, because let's talk about it um, really quick. Let's talk about the Commission League, and then let's talk about the Listener League. The Commission League. He drafts Dobbins. Dobbins gets hurt. Then he's a little slim at running back, and he's fighting, he's fighting, he's fighting. He's trying to buy running back, trying to buy running back, trying to buy running back. He buys Gus Edwards for a first in 2023 and a second in 2022. 13 hours later, Gus Edwards goes down with a torn ACL. Meanwhile, he also has Justice Hill. So now his his IR spots are filled with the entire Ravens backfield. Yep. So he's no longer allowed to add any Ravens backfield. I've got one spot left just in case we want to. Somebody, when the next one gets hurt, they can send them me. I'll throw them in there, too. Yeah. Um, Bijan Robinson would have looked great on the roster. Yeah, sure. Just trade for Bateman so he can fill the spot. Yeah, I might as well. Um, but, yeah. So, the Listener League. Things got spicy. Oh. Things got spicy. That was in a the, good conversation. In, in, in the league chat. Um, about multiple different things. Multiple different things. Um, I'm pretty sure it's about. I, I'm pretty sure 
currently while we're recording, it's getting spicy about other topics. Um, but it seems like we have a little bit of a rivalry going with, with uh, Mike Will and Casey. Um, they seem to be going at each other's necks with knives. Sharp knives. <laughs> knives? That's what we're going with? Sharp I was going object. with a fucking butcher knife. Fucking machete is more like it. Devin, uh, the, uh, D. Griffey, our wonderful intro. Um, he seems to be the, the, the mother goose to everybody in the league. We had some arguments about seat, roster construction, um, anything you can imagine. It, it just Pretty got much, to the point where they told each other not to talk to each other anymore. Well, so, no. Mike said, don't talk to me. Casey said, I don't care. I'm going to talk whenever I want. It's really what happened. Yeah, and then he said, well, so why are you answering me still? Because I'm still going to give my opinion. Stop answering me. I'm going to give my opinion. It was kind of fun. It was fun. Was. Again, glad I wasn't involved in it. Like an hour later, Micah comes in and goes, I love this league. <laughs> I love this league. <laughs> good make, times, good it'll times. It'll make for an interesting case study because it's a super flex league. So tradition, you know, common. Common practice. Common practice. Is to have starting quarterbacks. It is to have starting quarterback, but start two quarterbacks. You know, you say super flex, you might as well say two QB. Um. We have one team that said, fuck that. I'm going to put a, a position player in my super flex spot. So we'll see how that goes year long. I mean, he's starting off hot, so. Yeah, because he started the second quarterback. He, he started Tyrod Taylor. That's the reason why. Um, and he got lucky. If, Tyrod, if he starts Tyrod next week and he puts up six points, he's not going to have the same success. No, probably not. But, but at the same t- token... Aaron Jones probably not going to have four points next week. But at the same token, it's Tyreek going to have 37. So it, it's yeah, one of those, one of those fluid conversations. Everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Kyle, you're in an obvious rebuild in that league. You traded everything you could for picks and young players. The oldest player on your team is, I think, 17. Um, <laughs> so definitely a cool little approach to follow. You With that, with that Tyler? Didn't have a good week one. I had a rough week. Zeke, Evans. That right there started the week off bad and it all just went. This wasn't great down. Yeah, the age. Just it wasn't an overall good week. Okay being in third place so far. We're we're at the bottom looking up right now, boys. It's all optimism. You mean you? Yeah. There's nowhere to go from but up. You're in second to last place. (laughs) <laughs> um. It's a, yeah, you and Kyle, because uh, Kyle obviously, as I said, is in an obvious starting Tony Pollard, uh, Brett, Brian Edwards, Sam Darnold. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Young, Put some respect in my name. I'm third from last place. Thank you very much. I got about twenty points on on Mike. But all right, I think that's all I got. I wanted to mention the league. Um, try, I, I was, I was honestly a half second away from pulling a trigger on a big, big trade in that league to buy Amari Cooper as my wide receiver four. Um, he said he liked the trade, but didn't want to do it because it would, it wouldn't allow him to compete this year. And I agree. He wouldn't have been able to compete. But as lo- 
he told me the trade offer was good, but it didn't it didn't fit the direction he wanted to go in. If you tell me that when I offer you a trade, I respect it even more. It's always good to have. You must have been hosing him because he's got a pretty decent team. No, he just didn't feel comfortable having Amari and Cortland Sutton as a starting wide receiver. That's the real thing. Yeah, he has Dalvin Cook. You had to have been giving him back at least a decent wide receiver. It was. It was a bunch. Of, it was a lot of young players. Young players and picks. It wasn't like I was giving. So I go back to you a hose in it. No. No. What was the offer? I'm not discussing that this time. How are you gonna bring it up? <laughs> I know. Because I, I don't have to say the offer. So is it just a moot point? You just I was gonna make a trade, but he said no. What the hell is the point of that? Because I might revisit it. All right. He already said no. But I could revisit it <laughs> oh, at a later a date. Fuck. You're That's a fucking scam artist. As fucking Josh Jacobs walk off the field limping. Great. Fantastic. I used to saying that last year. <laughs> all right. That's all I got, guys. All right, boys. Thanks. Any other closing remarks? No, that's it. Final statements? I can't deal no more with you. Any hot takes for next week? No, no, no. None of that yet. We're on to week two. 